Section 67 of the History of Chemistry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. The History of Chemistry by Thomas Thompson. Volume 2, Chapter 7 of the Present State of Chemistry, Part 1. To finish this history, it will now be proper to lay before the reader a kind of map of the present state of chemistry, that he may be able to judge how much of the science has been already explored, and how much still remains untrodden ground. Leaving out of view light, heat, and electricity, respecting the nature of which only conjectures can be formed, we are at present acquainted with fifty-three simple bodies, which naturally divide themselves into three classes, namely, supporters, acidifiable bases, and alkalifiable bases. The supporters are oxygen, chlorine, bromine, iodine, and fluorine. They are all in a state of negative electricity, for when compounds containing them are decomposed by the voltaic battery, they all attach themselves to the positive pole. They have the property of uniting with every individual belonging to the other two classes. When they combine with the acidifiable bases in certain proportions, they constitute acids. When with the alkalifiable bases, alkalis. In certain proportions, they constitute neutral bodies, which possess neither the properties of acids or alkalis. The acidifiable bases are 17 in number, namely hydrogen, azote, carbon, boron, silicon, sulfur, selenium, tellurium, phosphorus, arsenic, antimony, chromium, uranium, molybdenum, tungsten, titanium, columbium. These bodies do not form acids with every supporter or in every proportion, but they constitute the basis of all the known acids, which form a numerous set of bodies, many of which are still imperfectly investigated. And indeed there are a good many of them that may be considered as unknown. These acidifiable bases are electropositive, but they differ in this respect considerably from each other hydrogen and carbon being two of the most powerful, while titanium and columbium have the least energy. Sulfur and selenium, and probably some other bodies belonging to this class, are occasional electronegative bodies, as well as the supporters. Hence, when united to other acidifiable bases, they produce a new class of acids, analogous to those formed by the supporters. These have got the name of sulfur acids, selenium acids, etc., Sulfur forms acids with arsenic, antimony, molybdenum, and tungsten, and doubtless with several other bases. To distinguish such acids from alkaline bases, I have of late made an alteration in the termination of the old word sulfurate, employed to denote the combination of sulfur with a base. Thus, sulfide of arsenic means an acid formed by the union of sulfur and arsenic. Sulfuret of copper means an alkaline body formed by the union of sulfur and copper. The term sulfide implies an acid, the term sulfuret, a base. This mode of naming has become necessary, as without it many of these new salts could not be described in an intelligible manner. The same mode will apply to the acid and alkaline compounds of selenium. Thus, a selenide is an acid compound, and a selenet an alkaline compound into which selenium acts the part of a supporter or electronegative body. The same mode of naming might and doubtless will be extended to all the other similar compounds as soon as it becomes necessary. In order to form a systematic nomenclature, it will speedily be requisite to new model all the old names which denote acids and bases. 
because unless this is done, the names will become too numerous to be remembered. At present, we denote the alkaline bodies formed by the union of manganese and oxygen by the name of oxides of manganese, and the acid compound of oxygen in the same metal by the name of manganesic acid. The word oxide applies to every compound of a base and oxygen, whether neutral or alkaline, but when the compound has acid qualities, this is denoted by adding the syllable ic to the name of the base. This mode of naming answered tolerably well as long as the acids and alkalis were all combinations of oxygen with a base. But now that we know the existence of eight or ten classes of acids and alkalis, consisting of as many supporters or acidifiable bases united to bases, it is needless to remark how very defective it has become. But this is not the place to dwell longer upon such a subject. The alkalifiable bases are 31 in number, namely, potassium, sodium, lithium, barium, strontium, calcium, magnesium, aluminum, glucinum, yttrium, cerium, zirconium, thorinum, iron, manganese, nickel, cobalt, zinc, cadmium, lead, tin, bismuth, copper, mercury, silver, gold, platinum, palladium, rhodium, iridium, osmium. The compounds which these bodies form with oxygen and the other supporters constitute all the alkaline bases or the substances capable of neutralizing the acids. Some of the acidifiable bases, when united to a certain portion of oxygen, constitute not acids but bases or alkalis. Thus, the green oxides of chromium and uranium are alkalis, while, on the other hand, there is a compound of oxygen and manganese which possesses acid properties. In such cases, it is always the compound containing the least oxygen which is an alkali, and that containing the most oxygen that is an acid. The opinion at present, universally adopted by chemists, is that the ultimate particles of bodies consist of atoms, incapable of further division, and these atoms are of a size almost infinitely small. It can be demonstrated that the size of an atom of lead does not amount to so much as one 888,492,000,000 billionth of a cubic inch. But, notwithstanding this extreme minuteness, each of these atoms possesses a peculiar weight and a peculiar bulk which distinguish it from the atoms of every other body. We cannot determine the absolute weight of any of them, but merely the relative weights, and this is done by ascertaining the relative proportions in which they unite. When two bodies unite in only one proportion, it is reasonable to conclude that the compound consists of one atom of the one body united to one atom of the other. Thus, oxide of bismuth is a compound of one oxygen and nine bismuth, and as the bodies unite in no other proportion, we conclude that an atom of bismuth is nine times as heavy as an atom of oxygen. It is in this way that the atomic weights of the simple bodies have been attempted to be determined. The following table exhibits these weights referred to oxygen as unity and deducted from the best data at present in our possession. Oxygen, atomic weight 1. Fluorine, atomic weight 2.25. Chlorine, atomic weight 4.5. Bromine, atomic weight 10. Calcium, atomic weight 2.5. Magnesium, atomic weight 1.5. Aluminum, atomic weight 1.25. Glucinum, atomic weight 2.25. Iodine, atomic weight 15.75.
hydrogen atomic weight point one two five azote atomic weight one point seven five carbon atomic weight point seven five boron atomic weight one silicon atomic weight one phosphorus atomic weight two sulfur atomic weight two selenium atomic weight five tellurium atomic weight four arsenic atomic weight four point seven five antimony atomic weight eight chromium atomic weight four uranium atomic weight twenty six molybdenum atomic weight six tungsten atomic weight twelve point five titanium atomic weight three point two five columbium atomic weight twenty two point seven five potassium atomic weight five sodium atomic weight three lithium atomic weight point seven five barium atomic weight eight point five strontium atomic weight five point five uterium atomic weight four point two five zirconium atomic weight five thorinum atomic weight seven point five iron atomic weight three point five manganese atomic weight three point five nickel atomic weight three point two five cobalt atomic weight three point two five cerium atomic weight six point two five zinc atomic weight four point two five cadmium atomic weight seven lead atomic weight 13 tin atomic weight 7.25 bismuth atomic weight 9 copper atomic weight 4 mercury atomic weight 12.5 silver atomic weight 13.75 gold atomic weight 12.5 platinum atomic weight 12 Palladium, atomic weight 6.75. Rhodium, atomic weight 6.75. Iridium, atomic weight 12.25. Osmium, atomic weight 12.5. The atomic weights of these bodies, divided by their specific gravity, ought to give us the comparative size of the atoms. The following table, constructed in this way, exhibits the relative bulks of these atoms which belong to bodies whose specific gravity is known. Carbon, Volume 1. Nickel and Cobalt, Volume 1.75. Manganese, Copper, and Iron, Volume 2. Platinum and Palladium, Volume 2.6. Zinc, Volume 2.75. Rhodium, Tellurium, Chromium, Volume 3. Molybdenum, Volume 3.25. Silica and Titanium, Volume 3.5. Cadmium, Volume 3.75. Arsenic, Phosphorus, and Antimony, Volume 4. Tungsten, Bismuth, and Mercury, Volume 4.25. Tin and Sulfur, Volume 4.66 Selenium and Lead, Volume 5.4 Gold, Silver, and Osmium, 
Volume 6. Oxygen, Hydrogen, Azote, and Chlorine, Volume 9.33. Uranium, Volume 13.5. Columbium and Sodium, Volume 14. Bromine, Volume 15.75. Iodine, Volume 24. Potassium, Volume 27. We have no data to enable us to determine the shape of these atoms. The most generally received opinion is that they are spheres or spheroids, though there are difficulties in the way of admitting such an opinion, in the present state of our knowledge, nearly insurmountable. The probability is that all the supporters have the property of uniting with all the bases, in at least three proportions, but by far the greater number of these compounds still remain unknown. The greatest progress had been made in our knowledge of the compounds of oxygen, but even there much remains to be investigated, owing in a great measure to the scarcity of several of the bases which prevent chemists from subjecting them to the requisite number of experiments. The compounds of chlorine have also been a good deal investigated, but bromine and iodine have been known for so short a time that chemists have not yet had leisure to contrive the requisite processes for causing them to unite with bases. The acids at present known amount to a very great number. The oxygen acids have been most investigated. They consist of two sets, those consisting of oxygen united to a single base and those in which it is united to two or more bases. The last set are derived from the animal and vegetable kingdoms. It does not seem likely that the electrochemical theory of Davy applies to them. They must derive their acid qualities from some electric principle not yet adverted to, for, from Davy's experiments, there can be little doubt that they are electronegative as well as the other acids. The acid compounds of oxygen and a single base are about 32 in number. Their names are hyponitrous acid, nitrous acid, nitric acid, carbonic acid, oxalic acid, boracic acid, silicic acid, hypophosphorous acid, phosphorous acid, phosphoric acid, hyposulfurous acid, subsulfurous acid, sulfurous acid, sulfuric acid, hyposulfuric acid, selenous acid, selenic acid, arsenious acid, arsenic acid, antimonious acid, antimonic acid, oxide of tellurium, chromic acid, uranic acid, molybdic acid, tungstic acid, titanic acid, columbic acid, manganesic acid, chloric acid, bromide acid, iodic acid. The acids from vegetables and animal kingdoms, not reckoning a considerable number which consist of combinations of sulfuric acid with a vegetable or an animal body, amount to about 43. So at present we are acquainted with very nearly 80 acids which contain oxygen as an essential constituent. The other classes of acids have been but imperfectly investigated. Hydrogen enters into combination and forms powerful acids with all the supporters except oxygen. These have been called hydrosids. They are muriatic acid or hydrochloric acid, hydrobromic acid, hydroiodic acid, hydrofluoric acid, or fluoric acid, hydrosulfuric acid, hydroselenic acid, hydrotelluric acid. These constitute, 
such of them as can be procured, some of the most useful and most powerful chemical reagents in use. There is also another compound body, cyanogen, similar in its characteristics to a supporter. It also forms various acids by uniting to hydrogen, chlorine, oxygen, sulfur, etc. Thus we have hydrocyanic acid, chlorocyanic acid, cyanic acid, sulfocyanic acid, etc. We know also fluosilicic acid and fluoboric acids. If to these we add fulminic acid and the various sulfur acids already investigated, we may state without risk of any excess that the number of acids at present known to chemists and capable of uniting to bases exceeds a hundred. The number of alkaline bases is not perhaps so great, but it must even at present exceed seventy, and it will certainly be much augmented when chemists turn their attention to the subject. Now every base is capable of uniting with almost every acid, in all probability in at least three different proportions, so that the number of salts which they are capable of forming cannot be fewer than 21,000. Now scarcely 1,000 of these are at present known or have been investigated with tolerable precision. What a prodigious field of investigation remains to be traversed must be obvious to the most careless reader. In such a number of salts, how many remain unknown that might be applied to useful purposes, either in medicine, or as mordants, or dyes, etc.? How much, in all probability, will be added to the resources of mankind by such investigations need not be observed. End of section 67